As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training, kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway, in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Welcome to the Rocket Ship Podcast. This is Michael Saka. So this is the last set of interviews we have for you from Collisions. And today we talked to Dilawar Syed, who's the president of Freshdesk. This was a great interview talking about how they've scaled globally. Uh, they were started in India, but were instantly selling worldwide. Um, there's some great lessons in here for anyone building software outside of the valley or even inside the valley. So give it a listen. I think you're really going to enjoy this. We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Hover makes purchasing and managing your domain simple and easy. This week, I talked to George Diab of Working On about why he uses Hover. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I've been using it for a long time. Probably 2012, I think. I love it. It's yeah. The prices are great. The interface is awesome. And um, 
I still have a few uh, domains out in, in some other places, and it, it's, I'm just waiting to find some time, and I'll move them all to Hover. I love it. Yeah. Go to Hover.com and use the code SATISFIEDCUSTOMERS to get 10% off your domain purchase today. CodeShip is a hosted continuous delivery service focusing on speed, security, and customizability. You can set up continuous integration in a matter of seconds and automatically deploy when your tests have passed. CodeShip supports both your GitHub and Bitbucket projects, and you can get started with CodeShip's free plan today. Should you decide to go with a premium plan, you can save 20% off of any plan for the next three months by using code ROCKETSHIP. Go to CodeShip.com slash ROCKETSHIP and check it out. What is Freshdesk? So Freshdesk is a cloud-based customer service app, which basically allows companies, brands to manage customer support. we have, as the customer inquiries are coming through email, phone, Twitter, Facebook, mobile, all through various channels, but all of that happens, then management of interaction with customers and solving their issues, and that resolution takes place within this app. Uh, it's obviously cloud-based, so you can buy a subscription on a monthly basis or an annual basis, um, and that's what the Freshness is. So you are the president now. Right. Um, tell us a bit about the, the founding team and how it got started. Well, uh, we are in our fifth year as a company. We were founded um, in Chennai, India. It's actually a very inspiring story of global entrepreneurship. You know, it's interesting, thanks to cloud and thanks to um, Google, frankly, you can now build uh, global products, products globally. Uh, If you actually have a great idea and you form a good team around it and you're solving a need, um, you can actually launch it from anywhere. Um, So we were founded in 2010 um, by our CEO and founder, Girish, uh, who actually worked in another part company before, so had a very strong domain expertise around customer service and so forth. And Freshness became a global phenomena uh, at the very beginning. Uh, just to give you a little bit of sense of the market space that we are in, you know, thanks to mobile and social, um, companies of all sizes now feel the need to provide um, customer service. Uh, because as a consumer, Michael, you might be tweeting about something that's not very savory for a, for a, for a company's brand. And often that is happening in a in a very public domain. And it used to be, you know, when I was in enterprise, like I said, civil systems, when I, when I was a product manager, that only big companies, big brands needed CRM, they needed service, you know, it was, and it cost millions of dollars. But now, I mean, it, it, it's not the case. I mean, yes, big companies still need that, but a lot of smaller companies, mid-market companies, um, SMBs, feel that they need to be able to provide that support using a tool but they can't afford millions of dollars. And it, it, and it doesn't have to cost millions of dollars. And that's where SaaS comes in, that's where we come in. So we are really trying to democratize, if you will, the use of customer service tool, just like SurveyMonkey has done for surveys or Gmail has done for emails. There is no reason that companies have to pay a lot of money uh, for using a product, frankly, because also is not that great. You know, when you look at someone like Salesforce, again, I have great respect for Salesforce. The reality is they're a cloud company, but they built a product about 10, 15 years ago, and that still looks what it looked like 15 years ago. Um, you also look at business users who use Freshdesk. These are customer service agents who are millennials. I mean, they grew up um, playing consumer games. They grew up um, in a consumer world. Uh, and they expect a business software uh, that is easy to use. So we focus a lot on product. When you look at Freshdesk, it feels a consumer app. It's very lightweight. However, without compromising the complexity of the software, we sort of made it you know, easy to use. So given the huge market demand, the expectation from business users and our focus on product, you know, this has been a, a, you know, a huge um, opportunity for us. We have grown from about 4,000 customers about two years ago to now 44,000. 
So it's an 11-fold or 1100% increase uh, growth uh, over, over two years. Uh, we've been very grateful to have great uh, investing partners, Google Capital, Excel and Tiger Global um, are our main investors. We've raised over $94 million. And much of that money is obviously going into building a product. Uh, globally, we have 400 people strong. Um, Chennai is still one of our biggest offices. That's where we built the product. But we've built our operations in North America. We're headquartered in San Francisco. Uh, sales, marketing, partnership, ecosystem, customer success. And we just recently opened office in London as well as Australia. So, so you, you grew from 4,000 to 44,000 in two years, you said? Right. What was responsible for that kind of massive growth? Well, one is, as I mentioned, is the, well, frankly, the, um, just the sheer demand in the market space. You know, a lot of companies who come to us on the SMB side, uh, before freshness, guess what they use for customer support? Email. But, so right. do you have a sales team that goes after them, or is good, it a lot of inbound? Good question. It's, a lot of it is inbound. Inbound is at the heart of our business. In fact, I would tell you that in addition to our product, our biggest innovation is our business model. And that's true of a lot of next-gen cloud companies. Uh, we have a very lean model, inside sales-driven, um, high-velocity, somewhat transactional, uh, and we are not putting boots on the ground with large outbound teams. And that's where when you look at our peers um, you know, in the market, um, while they're cloud companies, but they adopted the go-to-market model of SAP and Oracle from 20 years ago, 30 years ago, with heavy you know, sales and marketing spend. We are not that. You know, we take great pride in being a global company, but we mostly, you know, do sell remotely. And part of it was also, quite frankly, where we started. We started in, in India, and we had to be remote, right? Did you focus on the U.S. initially? Day or were one, you we were global. On Indian day one, day we were global. One. Oh, yeah, okay. absolutely. I mean, India is a part of our business, like it is part of anyone else's business. We are not disproportionately doing more in India. Um, it, it's almost irrelevant where we are based, right? Um, so the, to answer your question, the growth, um, I mean, so we've used primarily inbound channel, online acquisition via Google AdWords, and then, you know, by the time the customer comes to us, they have already signed up for a trial. So they're already feeling the product. They're already getting a sense of it. And our job is to help them understand this and, and almost help them close this, right? Um, it's a very different model than how software used to be tested, if at all, and sold and consumed even five years ago, even, t even today. Um, where you look at Salesforce and others. So that allows us to do things in a much more um, high velocity manner, in a much more intimate manner with the customer. And the customer also is making a more informed decision uh, when it comes to you know, evaluating freshness and, and ultimately deciding to use us. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. How are you differentiating yourself in the market, you know, as a consumer who's looking at Desk, Salesforce, and Zendesk, and um, now Freshdesk, how are you How are you kind of communicating to them that you're different? Is, is it through like the content, the strategy? Is there a way that you guys say, hey, we're the easy one to use? Well, or... the product speaks for itself. Yeah. And I'll share with you where this comes from. I think this is partly just the natural um, evolution of companies. We are a more modern solution because we were built only four years ago versus another company that's built about 10 years ago. 
and we've seen this in our industry in tech, whether on the consumer side, um, and I come from the consumer side, I've worked at Yahoo for many years, and um, or, or the enterprise side, you know, companies that are, ventures that are more recent, uh, always, uh, frankly, have the advantage of, of doing things better because they've seen what didn't work. Um, as an example, by the time Freshness was built, social as a channel was already mainstream. We didn't think of social media, Twitter or Facebook, as an afterthought and let's still slam that channel as part of our solution. No, we, we architected our multi-channel product around Twitter and Facebook. Another example is chat. As you may know, chat is, real-time chat is now increasingly the biggest growth channel for customer service. Many companies, many brands, and you may have seen this as consumers, are moving from email to chat. You know, when you're on a website, you just want to be able to chat and not talk to anybody, right? Now, in our case, we just built that organically as part of the platform. Zendesk bought a company, they still have to integrate that, and they, by the way, sell you extra and charge you extra. So the point I'm making is, you know, where we are in the industry and, and, and sort of where we have come from um, in terms of our timing, we have, we have we are a more modern solution. We are organically, I would say, post-channel, forget about being multi-channel. Um, and third thing I would say is our global roots. I mean, we were global international day one. Right? Because when you're not in, in the biggest market where you're building product, you have to be, you have to have your, um, you have to be very attuned to what the world needs. And then that has benefited us in big ways. We, for example, did very well. We still do very well in Europe, in EMEA, in Australia, New Zealand, um, in South America. So the difference is the, the strength of a product, its ease of use. And finally, let me just add one more thing. Our biggest roots are in SMB, and we still, that's a, core, a part of our core business. Um, when you're selling to an SMB where you don't have an IT savvy staff, often you don't, right? You have to make the product as simple and as easy to set up as possible. There are no consultants. They have to be able to onboard themselves. So we have taken the same discipline even into an enterprise uh, you know, engagement that it's a, it's, you know, our setup is very easy. In fact, there's no implementation required. We take great pride in saying that we have no services revenue in the company. It's all product because it takes you three days, two days, maybe a week to set up fresh tests, not implement. Again, that's where we differentiate from some of our peers in the market who have a lot more, you know, consultant-driven approach to implementation. Right. So how do you reach companies that aren't online every day? Like, I'm sure a lot of your customers are SaaS companies or enterprise, you know, internet tool companies, but how do you reach people like the mom and pop shop down the street that also need to manage their relationships with customers uh, from a sales perspective? You know, it's amazing, they are online. The only challenge is people just never reached out to them. They never cared to reach out to them. And I'll tell you why that's the case, why they don't reach out to them. They have not found this economically viable, commercially viable to sell to them. Does Salesforce care to sell to mom and pop shop? I'm sorry, with all due respect, they don't because they can't afford to. When you have a large outbound sales team with an average rep costing you 100K plus in San Francisco area, you cannot afford to sell to the mom and pop shop. Contrast that with our business model. We have a structural advantage and that is we actually have a big part of our insert sales team based um, globally. It is profitable for the individual reps to be able to sell. They don't mind a $300 MRR deal. That is of no consequence to our friends down the street in San Francisco. On either side of the street, by the way. And you know what I'm referring to. And that is, and to me, when you look at, you know, I, I always look at impact as a way to measure what are we doing with the business. You know, and I think when you look at fresh test, its impact in democratizing, uh, you know, use of a great tool um, is enabled by our structural advantage of having sales and customer success teams that are globally distributed, 
where it's commercially viable for us to be able to incentivize someone, a professional, to be able to sell to a small, uh, you know, mom and pop shop. Who needs it as much as, you know, somebody who's not as uh, who, who who's bigger? So to you know, so I find that um, you know, sort of economic value creation in those markets as well as impact for the for the for the for the small you know mom and pop shop who can't afford uh, an expensive solution and somebody that you catering to them now with a with a great product so on the one hand your team's global on the other hand your customers are global like any you know SaaS company you're selling to everybody when you're going after smaller deals how do you narrow down the leads for your sales team to be you know good leads um so one of the one of the the benefits of having an inbound model with where where trial uh, is is the way it's the ultimate filter so when somebody clicks on a freshest ad in google and let's say you know you might be saying perhaps they made a mistake they go to a page they look at sign up okay sign up i don't know what this is once you go in they realize oh actually this is something that i don't need they can just leave but if they sign up and they actually go to the process of onboarding themselves and by the time they come to our sales teams we know that they have an established need they've taken the time to fill out a simple form and they're actually using the product and so that's the beauty of the model is with the, with the trial model is that you you can you can validate the need this is a serious opportunity uh, if it's a smaller opportunity we have an smb sales team uh, that that manages it if it's a bigger opportunity we have a research team that does research on the customer and say well you know what this needs more hype that needs more fidelity we're going to be able to have have our teams based in in, in, in London or San Francisco or Australia, you know, manage that relationship. So we do have that uh, process very well laid out. But at the end of the day, our freemium trial model and our sign up, you know, is, you know acts as a, as a terrific filter uh, to validate the link. So it sounds like your sales team is really more of an onboarding team. You could say that very well. You say that very well. But at the same time, you know, we do want to make sure that the customers know what they're getting into. And it's it's not in our interest, and so we would never want to do this through, you know, sell them hard. Because the reality is, uh, SaaS makes it easier for them to leave if they don't think what this was. And if you're spending time with them, you want to make sure because we know we'll take care of them. We know we are going to invest in uh, supporting that customer. We buy they provide free customer support. You talk to any of our peers, you have to pay an arm and a leg to be able to speak to a real human being. In our case. Regardless of size, we support everyone with a with a with a with a with a you know live agent. So you know we want to make sure that this is really what they were looking for. And there are many times that that is not the case, and then that's fine. You know we will keep the trial; they will they will come back. Um, so hopefully, I answer the question. Uh, so I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier um, about the founder and kind of being a classic entrepreneurial story and getting started, um, especially outside of the valley. Um, can you share a little bit about why that story means so much to you? I think um, part of it is that you know you look at what entrepreneurship has done to our part of the world where we are in, in, in the valley. You know, like I've been in Silicon Valley for almost uh, 20, 23, 24, 24 years, since twenty four years, and it has transformed even this part of the world. Right? Uh, some of the brands that we today take for granted didn't even exist. This industry didn't even exist. Um, it has created millions of jobs around the world. And we see the same potential, whether it's in Bangalore or Chennai or, or it's in the Middle East or it's, you know, in Eastern Europe. It is literally changing lives of people. And it's, it's enabling access um, to create value that just didn't exist. And now thanks to cloud, thanks to online marketing channel, thanks to access of talent, 
um, and knowledge around the world. I mean, when TechCrunch gets published, it gets read all over the world. Um, that stuff didn't even exist. And if you again add, you know, cost of hosting and, and AWS and all of these services, um, it, it's incredible. Look at Collision here. I mean, I don't know how many international folks were here. Probably, yeah, yeah. But yeah. many of them are actually not United States yeah. or not the Bay Area. So what I find there is, it's really an opportunity for us to spread the good. Um, and Fresh's story um, is reflective of the fact that if you have a great idea, you're a good team, you're passionate about solving a business need, and you have access to all these resources and knowledge, um, you know, you can build a global product. Geography um, should not mean much. Nationality should not mean much. So I personally find that very inspiring. Uh, we, we take great pride in having a very diverse and global team. It makes us stronger. You know, we, we never sleep around the world. There's somebody always up. Um, and, you know, there's not many companies who are, who are going through this now. Um, I was, by the way, in Chennai in my previous trip, and I, Chennai, India, hosted a SaaS event. And there were 200 SaaS company founders who took a bus from Bangalore to come to Chennai. 200 of them. And you see this now around the world. So when you have role models, it can proliferate. And so that's innovation, that's more value for the consumer, for the, for the businesses, as well as, you know, for, for, for these local economies all over the world. That's awesome. I love that. Amazing. Yeah. Well, cool. So how do we keep up with you and um, Prestas? Well, you keep up with Prestas by, by just being in touch with us. And we would love to keep in touch with us. You know, Prestas.com, I, um, I would invite your listeners to please check us out. Um, you know, you all need a, a tool to look at when it comes to customer support or just follow us and see what's happening either as a partner or hopefully as a, as a customer. Um, I can be followed on Twitter at um, Dilawar, D-I-L-A-W-A-R. My, my first name is my Twitter handle. But thank you for the opportunity. Cool. Yeah, Surely. absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rocket Ship Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we have tons of other awesome episodes on our website. Check them out, rocketship.fm. And be sure to check out our app discount section where we have discounts on products that we use every day like Woo Themes, Wistia, Treehouse. Go to rocketship.fm forward slash essentials and get your discounts today. To the ground. I saw sinners making music and I've dreamt of that sound, dreamt of that sound I was walking far from home but I carried your letters all the while I saw lovers in a window whisper warn me like time warn me like time I saw sickness blooming fruit trees I saw blood and a bit of it was mine I saw children in a river but their lips were still dry, lips were still dry I was walking far from home And I found your face mingled in the crowd Saw a boat full of believers Say love talking too loud, talking too loud I saw sunlight on the water Saw a bird fall like a hammer from the sky An old woman on the speed train She was closing her eyes, closing her eyes I saw flowers on a hillside 
And a million are pissing on the lawn So a prisoner, take a pistol And say, join me in song, join me in song So a car crash in the country Where the prayers run like weeds along the road I saw strangers stealing kisses Living only their clothes, only their clothes So a white dog chase its tail And a pair of hearts carved into a stone I saw kindness and an angel Crying, take me back home, take me back home So a highway, saw an ocean so widows in the temple to the Lord Naked dancers in the city Now they spoke for us all Spoke for us all I saw loaded linen tables And a motherless coat and it was gone I saw hungry